0: (laughs) Hello one and all and welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where a group of anime-obsessed dorks discuss their opinions on a recent English dub announcement or review the dub of a series that was recently released on DVD and Blu-ray. I'm Stephanie and joining me as always is the ever-wonderful Megan.
1: Hi guys! Let's talk about terrorism! (laughs) Woo! <laughs> that is shit we never thought we'd say as adults.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just the two of us tonight.
1: Yeah, just 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 us girls. Us girls. Which, which all things considered, since it's us, and we don't really need to wor- worry about, like, padding <laughs> for an episode, because we could just ramble on for ages. Uh, we could talk about things like <laughs> ramen types and... Explosives and hope and <laughs> abusive moms.
0: Oh God, that last one though. Oh, oh God. Sh- anyway. we have the best
1: text message conversations when we're watching. So I'm just like, are you fucking shitting me?
0: Yep. <laughs> we sometimes <laughs> have the weirdest and best conversations. It's great. Anyway, and we
1: and people still think to seem we live together and we don't. It's weird. <laughs> We've got what God's will thinks we lived. To- God's will thought we lived together. I'm pretty yeah. sure Arcana thought we lived together.
0: <laughs> no, I think Arc actually I w-
1: did. I wish we lived together. together. Um Felicia and Jill thought honest. we lived together.
0: Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. I live in Massachusetts and Megan lives in Florida. We
1: do not live together. <laughs> there is a large slab of land we call the Deep South. <laughs> and New York and all that other shit that's in the way, um, but mostly the, the south, mostly the Deep South. Mostly the Deep South. That separates us, like I don't know, fucking shit. <laughs> like, like, like the wall separates the Titans and the people until I break it down, <laughs> Lacus Welt style, and go to Anime Boston. <laughs> Seraph of the End vampire Rainstar star uh, where it actually rained vampires at one point. <laughs> I would like to point out that it took them 22 episodes to realize the you and me thing, and I think I texted you like
0: yep. six
1: weeks in, I'm like, oh my god, their names are you and me.
0: <laughs> I think I think Hardy brought that up when we did the Seraph of the End, End episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the, the recent dub. Double talk episode that was a couple days ago. At a least the time of recording this. Fucking My-
1: class. This, Any- this week's episode, you learned how to drive a stick shift. <laughs> no, Mika learns how to drive stick. And you helped. They basically fuck. Anyway. <laughs> we are so derailing right
0: now. Oh <laughs> lord. Trying to get back to terrorism. Uh <laughs> Please do not
1: arrest us.
0: No, US government, we're talking about. Animation. Oh, come the fuck okay. on! Okay, anyway.
1: No, no, no. I just looked at right stuff. The Tokyo Ghoul Season 1 Collector's edition's coming out in fucking April now. I'm pissed! <laughs> <laughs> I spent. I had that. God! This one. Oh, I'm upset now. So, oh, no, it comes out February 9th. I'm super mad now about this.
0: It's okay. Because you know why? Bye. Uh, you're gonna have free Eternal Summer soon. That's- that's so much better. Oh okay, in Love
1: Live Season 1, I know what I'm
0: pre-ordering. Um, nice. Anyway, cause- so yeah, you can tell we're, we're we don't need to worry about, um, padding between the two of us. Nope. But, uh, anyway. Um, we're kinda now into 2016, in case you couldn't tell, and that means it's probably about damn time that we get back to doing these episodes, cause I know you were- taking a break for a few weeks because good lord how many of these have Steph needed a break I needed a break today Meg and I are going to be tackling a slightly older announcement Um, this came out back in November Uh, however the home video release is set for January 19th so it's probably plenty of leeway to make sure this one gets covered as a dub announcement Um, what the series in question is is the summer 2014 series which reunites renowned director Shinichiro Watanabe of Cowboy Bebop and Space Dandy fame and composer Yoko Kano of Bebop and Wolf's Rain fame? We, of course, are going to be talking about Terror in Residence. Fun,
1: Terrorism! Um, fun <laughs> in fact! In case you didn't tell. Fun fact I've never actually finished a, a Watanabe show.
0: It, it's okay. I never had actually seen Cowboy Bebop fully until a few years ago.
1: I still haven't it. seen
0: it! And I own it!
1: Well, you might want to fix that.
0: <laughs> no, Because now you say that, and everyone's gonna be like, Blasphemy! Me.
1: I know, I plan on sitting down and watching it when I have a couple days to myself. Um, it, it's a fun show. You don't really-
0: it, Luckily, it's not like- It's more episodic. It's not completely plot driven except for a few episodes, so it's not like you can, like- You don't need to worry about, like, keeping up with the story. Yeah. Which um, is nice. But- Anyway, okay. back to Didn't other really...
1: Watanabe shows that involve blowing. <laughs> other shit up.
0: Watanabe shows, um, as always, we're going to be going through the announcement, including any predictions we made, our opinions on the casting, as well as give our thoughts on the first two episodes of the English dub, because as of recording this, Funimation has does have those episodes available. Although slight update as of to- I think they posted the rest of it the it episodes today. today. Um, but we obviously didn't have the chance to watch the rest of them today. Yeah, I was at work. (laughs) Yeah, I was at work. Though I wish I could have had the chance to watch these, because my god, was it slow today. Um, fucking adulting sucks. Yeah. Um, but we are at least gonna give our impressions of the first two episodes. Uh, and this is slightly one of the shorter announcements that we've had on the podcast, similar to Heavy Object. Thank Um, Jesus. (laughs) But, so... As always, expect a lot of derailing between the two of us, cause-
1: Expect more padding than a push-up bra.
0: <laughs> cause my god, can we, uh, talk forever about absolutely nothing. Uh, so- As
1: noted by the intro of this video, that we talked um... about things that were not Terra in residence.
0: Yeah, and the total recording I'm at right now, including everything before actually starting episodes, like, ten and a half minutes up. Uh, <laughs> it's probably, like,
1: We women five folk. Minutes. We women folk. <laughs>
0: We 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 gossipy. We gospel. Okay, so let's get started. Let's
1: let's just set our gender back more as we go. Uh,
0: I'm sorry to the female to the to the female gender. We are a total embarrassment. Anyway, mostly Megan. <laughs> anyway, um, let's start with the ADR director, the scriptwriter. Um, those two were on the official press release from Funimation. However, we do also now know. As of now, that there is an assistant ADR director, so we may as well talk about that as well. Him as well. Um, In terms of director and writer, because assistant ADR director could be anyone and everyone, so it's not much point to predict it. Did you have, Megan, any preferences or predictions in director and writer at all? So
1: the fun fact is, I actually forgot that this was totally going to be a thing in (laughs) in 2015, 2016, because they were like, oh yeah, we're going to release like... Tokyo Ghoul and all that shit later in the year. So I was like, okay, and then I totally forgot about this because, again, I haven't actually finished a Watanabe show. So, um, I maybe got, like, half of this show before just dropping it for some reason. I think it was just really busy because I had a job and I was running a convention right around when it stopped when the show was airing and stuff. So if I had to have a a preference for director, honestly, I probably would have gone with... I mean, it's it's obviously... I probably would have gone with Mike McFarlane. Um, yeah that that's just default really that's just defaulting to the to the best the best you got and I'm trying to think in my mindset of a year ago because in one year we've learned so much honestly it's been <laughs> in one year, a year
0: in one year and in doing all of these dub talk episodes we've learned so much, much.
1: <laughs> like we've honestly have and it's it's really weird that we're kind of um God, I can't believe we're almost at one year that we've been doing this. Holy shit. Holy- um, <laughs> God, I think, God. Our, I think our Dimension W episode might be our one year anniversary of all things.
0: Um, we're pretty close to it. All, yeah. being, all, depe- all depending on how everything's scheduled. I mean, but,
1: anyway. <laughs> I was kind of Mike McFarlane looking at stuff at my shelf that's a little bit older. Maybe I honestly who the fuck directed Spice and Wolf? Is clearly could to be my answer um,
0: uh, spice and wolf spice and wolf spice and wolf um
1: unless spice and wolf turns out to be who because
0: I don't no, honest- know it wasn't that no. person it's um why do I want to say it's Ian Sinclair but I know it's not um, <laughs> it's not it's not Ian Sinclair it's, it's um
1: it's not lupus oh
0: <laughs> uh, God
1: I'm going to hell mm, um, <laughs> yeah. good job good um, job Megan um e- for a while, oh, okay, it had three directors, of all things. Yeah,
0: there was a variety, there was, like, more than one, I know that. For
1: season one, it was Jamie Markey was the first four, Joel McDonald was the next three. Okay, Joel is the one I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, I probably may, I don't think I would have put Joel, though. I didn't think this, I think, um, from what I think of Joel McDonald, I think of um, more comedies.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, at the time they were probably recording this, he had a lot of work on his play, considering he was doing One Piece at the time.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe Colleen. Maybe Colleen would have been my other choice.
0: Okay. Uh, any possible idea of a writer, do you think?
1: Well, a year ago, I didn't think Tatum could do any wrong.
0: <laughs> okay, so you probably would have put Tatum a year ago.
1: I honestly, I probably, maybe Tatum and then, honestly, maybe Josh and Monica. Because I like them as a team.
0: Okay. Um, what I had, I, I had... Th- Three possible picks for director... Well, I don't know if you can technically say it's three, because defaulting to Mike McFarland, I don't think you can consider that as a pick at this point. (laughs) just, (laughs) Because, mind you, my picks are also probably basically from a year ago, and I haven't touched them since then. So this was... I started making these predictions probably around the time when we were really getting going with the Dub Talk podcast. So that's probably something to keep in mind. mind. Um, So yeah, default to Mike McFarland. Um, And then I had two others. One was Zach Bolton. Fuck, um, I should have put him too. This was this, but he was though he was my second choice out of the two remaining ones. Um, I put Zach Bolton because um, Braid is a thing and he did really well with that. Because I did this list, I think, around the time when Death Braid Assassination Classroom. Okay, and, that's um, I was
1: like, how far? Tokyo from? Ghoul. World. I think that was when I did this. List. Okay, so this was the beginning of the Broadcast W times before around we knew the th-
0: beginning or mid way through the winter ones, at least.
1: Before we knew the glory of people like, um, Alex Organ and Austin Tyndall and all that fun shit, and Clifford.
0: Around then, yeah. Yeah, Zach Bolton was one of my picks, but, and also, like, cause, I think the other reason I put him in here, because, um, I think, do you remember it was the Arslan episode, I think it was, where we talked about, like, how Zach Bolton, for some reason, was missing director-wise Yeah, from we those shows. He was. and you you And you thought... Like, that's who I thought it Taran was. Reson- that's who you thought was like, maybe he's doing Terran Resonance. I'm like, yeah. honestly, I don't think so. I'm, I'm still convinced he's on Garo, personally.
1: Well, we're going to um, learn that we'll tonight. A- <laughs> we're yeah. going to learn that tonight, too, among other things.
0: Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, because we know Garo and Rage of Bahamut are going to be coming up really soon. Well, Funimation has an industry panel tonight at OhioCon, so. It doesn't mean That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to announce this cast, so though. True, like. that's true. But we do know, streaming-wise, Garo and Rage of Bahamut, they're set to have streaming um, in March, the first couple episodes, and I think the home video releases for those shows are set for April, because I think they Funimation posted their April release schedule today. Yeah, and I think part one of Garo and then Rage of Bahamut is also in there for April. But anyway, um, Zach Bolton was one of mine. Um, I'm not gonna say my other director as of yet, because reasons. Um, writing- Writing-wise, though. Why? Because um, you're- Because you cut it right. <laughs> maybe. Um, writing-wise, though, I only had one. And it's Bonnie- Bonnie Clunk and Beard. And that's- Again, this was while I was watching Death Pray that I made these predictions. Um, because when I was- Because basically when I started dub talk and everything and it really got going, and I still have this- I have a huge Word document with a bunch of casts and like, Oh, that's right! You do! Mm-hmm. So I can keep everything like in track, and Terran Resonance is one of them. Uh, so this was this was basically around the time when I was starting to do that and get all of those going. And Bonnie, because of Death Parade, because Death Parade was going on at the time, I put Bonnie here um, as the writer because, considering the content of the show and some of some of the very very touchy subjects that the show does yes. have, I felt like Bonnie could handle that very very well. Um, if I had to think about it now, um, maybe Jared Hedges might be capable of it as well. I don't know who else probably would, but, I, but a year ago I would say Bonnie. Now I would have said Bonnie and maybe Jared Hedges, but, um, I'm wrong on the writing part. Um, so, the script writer for the show, I'm actually very surprised by this, and I Megan is too. We all
1: are very surprised by this.
0: The script writer for Terran Resonance is Jamie Marhi. What? Yeah. Uh, the assistant ADR director, we're gonna start there. The assistant ADR director is Jeremy Inman, and the ADR ADR director of Terran Residence, and one and basically my actual pick, I would guess I guess you can say, because defaulting the McFarlane not really counting anymore. Um, the director is Christopher Bevins. Hi Dad! <laughs> Hi Megan's Twitter Dad. Hi, Hi Twitter Dad! <laughs> Yes, because apparently Bevins is Megan's Twitter dad, and McFarland is mine. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs>
1: because <laughs> I I think we were going by personalities, and I had a personality very similar to Bevins for some reason, and then I don't know because you're the more intellectual one. I'm a fucking derp. <laughs> Are you calling Bevins a derp? No, but he gets my shitty humor. Okay, that makes sense. And then <laughs> I don't know who Hardy's would be. Tyler Walker, because.
0: Maybe. Hardy likes, Hardy he likes Ninja
1: Slayer, so. He,
0: but Tyler wrote the script. He didn't actually. I, he didn't direct that. Yes, he did. He did? Yes. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Scratch that. I knew he wrote. I didn't know he directed it. Um. So, director, assistant director, and writer. Good lord. So, there, like, the the reason why I was kind of going backwards in that is because mm-hmm. for some reason, when you're talking about Christopher Bevan's dubs. Jamie, nine times out of ten, is connected to him writing-wise. And then, at least in terms of this past year, Jeremy Inman is now connected to him as an assistant on This Is What, the third time? Last year, they also were director and assistant for Heroic Legend of Arslan and Gangsta. So this is the third time Jeremy was working on um, a show with Bevins. And if I had to take a, a wild guess... Arslan Tar- time. Yeah i had to take a wild guess maybe they were working they were working on recording this one while Arslan and gangster were going around or somewhere around that time period because it would make sense having both Bevins and um inman if, here for it if not here they were probably working on it around um
1: yurikuma time because well,
0: I, I don't recall jeremy being the assistant for yurikuma though but jamie jamie wrote yurikuma and chris directed it this is also true. This is also true. I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, in terms of other things that these individuals have done, uh, Christopher Bevins, as we mentioned, he's also the ADR director for Heroic Legend of Arslan and Gangsta. But he's also the ADR director for Daigon Rampa, Devil's a Part Timer, um, Heavy Object. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's done. Hitalia. Heavy project. He's Heavy project. <laughs> yeah. He's done some Hitalia, Jormungand, um,. He's the director of Ping Pong, one of my favorites from last year. He was the director of the first anime I ever bought on DVD. Well, the first, like, box I ever bought. Which one was that? Oh, Spiral? Spiral. Yep. Um, and he was also the director for Princess Jellyfish. Uh, Jeremy Inman, assistant directing. He actually doesn't have a lot under his plate. Um, he's he's also been the assistant for Black Cat, uh, as, as mentioned before, Gangsta and Heroic Legend of Arsland. Um, and he's also been the actual director. Uh, for some episodes of Baki the Grappler he's a, he was a director for Desert Punk um, Desert as Punk. well as <laughs> four epi- yeah as well as four episodes of One Piece it looks like and Jamie in terms of writing uh Jamie has done scripts for a lot of things actually um she's done the script for Blood Sea she's done the script for uh let's see Prison's Data Full? Data Live for per- she was the lead writer for first School, yep. Uh, Devil's a part-timer, she was the lead writer for Dance with Devils. Ha ha ha
1: ha Someone <in> the wambulance! <laughs> Beatle, beato. <beedle. laughs> Pomeranian choir.
0: <laughs> Bada ba I, so, I, I am so behind on the broadcast step. Um,
1: oh my god, I fucking can't. My friend, one of my cohorts, Shannon, who you'll you'll meet for Dub Talk in Prince of Stride. Yep. She did our Dance with Devils review, and she's like, I need jokes. And I'm like, do the Pomeranian Choir. Have you ever seen that video called The Dog of Wisdom? Yes. Ba-da-ba-da? Bada bada? Bada. <laughs> bada bada. And it was just the fucking Dance with Devil dogs doing Dog of Wisdom, and I lost it.
0: Nice. Um, <laughs> bu- you boys, mean- My heart. <laughs> Jamie's also done scripts for Italia, Uh *Kami-sama Kiss*, uh, *Okami Saunders Seven Companions*, *Panty and Stocking* is probably one of the more infam- infamous ones that she's done, um, and she's also done scripts for *Space Dandy* and *Spicy Wolf*. So *Space Dandy*, she, this is a, this actually is not her first rodeo in terms of Shinichi Shinichiro Watanabe shows. Yes,
1: but *Space Dandy* was mostly a comedy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so with, <laughs> this is not. Yeah, with Jamie in particular, most of the writing I've seen her do for shows I've seen, it's comedy, and also again nine times out of ten the ones that she normally writes for, it's a Bevan's dub.
1: Yeah, I mean, so granted, I I actually really really like this
0: dub, um, in the terms of the writing because it does still feel very respectful of. I am fully surprised at how the writing is being handled right now, and I love it.
1: I think, um, and it isn't to say there aren't really funny moments in it, um, my particular no. favorite being in the second episode at one point when Mick Scruffy Scruff and his basement buddy um,
0: <laughs> I like how you describe them.
1: Are are sitting there and there's like, I guess this line is like, hey, what's your nuts.
0: Um, um, I almost spit out my drink. <laughs> sorry.
1: Hey, what's okay. your nuts? Um, do you know what the name of this, um... What's, this, a, what's, what's like,
0: a seven-letter word for this food? This
1: ramen. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, What, just because I'm fat do you think I know all about carbs? Try this. And I lost <laughs> my shit laughing at it.
0: it. It was it was great. But yeah, I'm actually really surprised at how well the, the script is going so far with Jamie. Because again, I've really only seen her- the stuff that I've seen her write- it's been comedies. Like the only exception, I think, is um, *Spice and Wolf*. Well, *Spice and Wolf* and *Blood Sea*. I've seen *Blood Sea* as well, and she wrote that. And the script for the for those two are really good. And then directing-wise, I love the direction that's going in so far. Yes. Um, absolutely love it. Though, I mean, when we start talking about the actual individual performances, I have some gripes here and there. Sure. But who doesn't? Um, but the direction that's going, I absolutely love it. I think, it, all in all, in terms of the technical side, the show is being handled really, really well. And I mean, because you have again, this is a Watanabe show, and it's also a show that has terrorism as a plot point. This so is that's
1: not a, a very show to make fun of things no. in. <laughs>
0: it's a very touchy subject in Japan. It may be like something completely different, considering like cult- like culturally and culturally in the mindset of it, because in like America. In America, Ha ha! <laughs> yeah. 9-11, ISIS, yada yada yada, yeah. Yeah. It's very, very different- Especially topic. for where you live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh god, and- especially where you live. Good lord. Like, so it's a very touchy subject, and I think on the technical side, it's definitely being handled very well. <laughs> yeah, like, you could do a lot to fuck this up. Absolutely, you could. Um, but based on those, but yeah, on those, based on those two episodes, it's definitely, it's going good. <laughs> yes, it I, is. I, I think it's gonna be handled nicely throughout the entire, um, show. And even some bits of the trailer that we got to see, um, for the release. Because obviously there would be more here and there. It sounds really, really good, and it sounds like it's absolutely
1: sounds like it's gonna be, be perfect time. yes it is it honestly it is super 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 awesome and honestly it was um honestly really watching it i actually got more into the show a little bit but i think it's just because it is such a show that's culturally more i don't know how to say it though like it's something that i understand better in my own in my own native tongue kind of like yeah. bbb like, I understood it, BBB more in English than I did in the Japanese.
0: Yeah, I think I think that kind of helps a little bit. It's one of those shows where, like, it's better for us in, in terms of in, uh, in terms of understanding the context. Hearing it in English kind of helps. And it's not bit. that we're,
1: like, stupid.
0: It's just that there no. are different words and
1: phrases that can mean the same thing, but they're said in two different ways in two different languages.
0: Right. It's just kind of the understanding and, and trying to like, trying to process it basically in your brain. I think yeah, this this kind of is one of the shows that it does kind of seem like it works a little bit better in English, though. I not to say the Japanese isn't is like terrible. I, I love yes. the Japanese too. Yes, the Jap- Japanese f- is phenomenal. And if you, Megan, if you ever eventually do get to finish of this show, my God,
1: I'm gonna cry in two different languages because I'm yes, a big yes, you bitch. are
0: yes you are that I'm a huge episode. weenie I'm a huge weenie I am not prepared for that last episode and and, and for 9 and nine and 12 and what happens in Lisa and oh my god fucking crying I am not prepared to see this all over again in English <laughs> but anyway that was um, me in Tokyo Ghoul goddammit <laughs> I know <laughs> anyway <laughs> I'll admit when I t- finally finished watching season 1 recently I kind of started tearing up Again, I was like, "Damn it, guys!" Tyndall <laughs> and Monica, I'm like, "You're ripping out my heart. What is this? Stop!" <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> anyway, I think between the two of us, I'd say the consensus is technical side. Yay! You you go. Very happy. Yay! Yay! Um, so before we go back into the official press release, because the official press release only had five characters announced and then the director and the scriptwriter. Why wh- 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 what we decided to do because obviously there have been more people announced since then. Um, we're going to talk about five members of the police force that play major roles. At least at least a decent sized role, uh, yeah, role in the show. Yeah, they play a decent sized role in the show. so let's do I'm trying to figure out how to split this. I think we're gonna do three and then two, because I think Kurohashi and Hamura play larger roles compared to the other three. Yes. Okay. So let's start with Okuno, Kinoshita, and Mukasa. I probably mispronounced their names. Okinawa and Kinoshita are on the police force that are investigating the Sphinx um, crimes and the terrorist stuff. And the Boomy Booms. And the Boomy Booms. And Mukasa is from the uh, archives department, where uh, Shibazaki mostly has been working all this time. Um, My fat
1: man in the basement.
0: Yeah, fatten in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So obviously, we didn't think of any... I didn't think of anything, prediction-wise... I don't I, know. If it had it. also been a year since
1: I watched six episodes of this and then it was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I
0: I, I kind of stuck in terms of making predictions for the main five. Yeah. That's what I did. Um so, Okano is Kent Williams or fuck you detective, detective man. man. Ha! playing another fucking detective. <laughs> yeah, basically. the,
1: um, the birth of fuck you detective man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kinoshita is Anthony Bowling. Woo! And Mukasa is, lo and behold, our wonderful assistant ADR director Jeremy Inman. Fucking fat man. Oh. <laughs> um, let's see. In terms of other roles, Kent Williams—you've probably heard him in a lot of things by now. As fuck
1: you, Detective Man. <laughs>
0: fuck you, Detective Man from Death Parade. Um, what? that's not his
1: actual. <laughs> that's not his actual, <laughs> actual name. <names>. but
0: <laughs> Um, um Hattori from Fruits Basket. Yes, Hattori from Fruits Basket. Gonna he... cry
1: my eyes out if I ever meet the man in person. <laughs>
0: Uh, what? what the hell was that? I don't. I don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you sound like. Have you ever seen the clips of Ghost Stories?
0: You uh, sound like I Hillary. Think you Haig. showed me some.
1: I think I, you sounded kind of like Hillary Haig insulting the little brother. <laughs> God, I hope you're adopted. <laughs>
0: nice. Um, Kent Williams is also Deusus Machina from Future Dire. He's Carlon Long from Arslan. Um, let's see. What else are you? You are. The main owl person from uh, <laughs> Lupin the Third, the woman called Fujiko Mine. Um, he is also the narrator for Ninja Slayer, if only Hardy were here. If, here. Uh, and probably if only Hardy were here
1: of- and not like playing Hoonie Pop or something. Yes.
0: <laughs> and probably one of the more well-known ones... <laughs> you
1: just didn't know how to come back from that! <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> and at least for me, one of the more well-known ones, that One Piece, he is also Captain Kuda. Uh, Anthony Bowling, he has been doing pretty well as of lately. I would say the most well-known role he has as of now would be as Kagami from Ultimate otaku Teacher, um, but he has also been in. I'm just looking at this point because I didn't pull these up beforehand. He's also done Sekirei. He's done Ping Pong as Manuba Demon Sakuma. He is Hideyoshi from My Bride is a Mermaid, Kevin Kevin and Jose. Like... Uh as well as a variety of things. A lot really a lot of background roles. He's I think he's really just started getting a bit more major roles this past year or so. Or at least the past few years. And uh, Jeremy Inman, uh, he has done Woodney in Black Cat. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you, Megan. Uh let me look that up he's also w-o-o-d-n-e-y uh he's also in desert punk he's miles from gangsta he was in glass fleet he he's the king of lusitania from arslan i don't even want to attempt to pronounce the name uh he's also done sky wizard academy Oh you oh, horror, poor bastard. And Why were you in that show? And then just a variety of um small background roles and everything like that.
1: <laughs> fucking Tauros from Fairy Tale.
0: <laughs> nice. Oh, I didn't know he was, um he was the
1: fat guy from um fucking Mustang's brigade in Full Metal Alchemist in at least Brotherhood. He was um Fallman. He was um he was one of the people in um Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I I
0: need to watch Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Actually, I've seen the, the 2003 one, but I have not seen Brotherhood. In terms of performances for these three individuals, uh, Kent Williams sounds like Kent Williams. Anthony Bowling sounds like a nerd because he the character is slightly nerdish. Ish. And Jeremy In- Inman,
1: Inman sounds is- like a fat guy. <laughs> fat man. Fat guy. <laughs> that's really um, hell-
0: that's really about. way first sum this up.
1: That's the best way to sum up Anthony
0: Bowling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you mean you mean Jeremy Inman? Inman.
1: I have a blanket on my head. I have no idea what's going on. I I don't know what what what's today? I don't what's know today? what's going on, on today. <laughs> I need alcohol. <laughs> oh no, I just realized something in about Anthony Bowling.
0: What?
1: Um so I remember in season 1 of Tokyo Ghoul, um after um Hinami's mom dies?
0: Oh god, wow. Spoilers.
1: Um you can cut this out later. Um, he's the guy that, um, he's the glasses guy that Toka axes.
0: That's right! I realized that when I watched it, I forgot about that for, like, a second. Shoot! <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and that character was also a, like, investigator, and he was slightly- dying was slightly, cops! Slightly nerdish. A little bit nerdish. Like, Anthony Bowling plays, like, these nerd characters all the time. like he's Kagami, learned a lot Kagami, of stuff, I'm really- Kagami is the w- epitome of that, though.
1: Yeah, he's, like, New Zealand in Italia, apparently. Um, he's one of the two guys that, um, that go on the date with, um, fuck you, fuck you, Fujisaki. Um, he's Seki. Nope. His no, name nor, is Seki, goddammit. N- he was also ga- one of the guys in um, Gangsta. Disco. He was uh, Tristan in Gangsta. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right.
1: Anyway, back to what we were talking about. Anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um... So in terms of, at least with these three performances, I'd say they're good. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. They play their respective roles well. Eh, yes. Not much else to say. So, let's Moving move on. on. Let's move on to the other two members of the police force. Um, these two probably have the most involvement out of the five here. And that's Kurahashi, who is basically the head guy. Um, and... Hamura, which is someone who works um, on the Sphinx case, but he also he also has a lot more involvement, a lot more conversations with uh, Shibazaki, who we'll get to in a few minutes. Um, again, no predictions. Uh, Kudohashi is Sean Hannigan, and ha the names. Shoot, I switched documents for a second. Hamura is Ian Sinclair. Sean Hannigan, in terms of other roles, he actually does not have too much. Ooh, um, but. You would definitely have heard him as Maiza from Bakano. as Tenjin from Noragami. I know, I forgot.
1: When you said Maiza, I was like, ooh!
0: Yeah. Gold Roger from One Piece, uh, Lord Montague from Romeo X Juliet, and Yoshimura from Tokyo Ghoul. Crying otherwise eternally. Than that, <laughs> otherwise than that, he's also had smaller roles in Ghost Hunt, uh, of Stigma, Mushishi, Jiguri Yui, small rules here and there. Um, But the other ones are probably the most well known for him. And do we really need to talk about Ian Sinclair?
1: Yes, we do.
0: Oh, Lord. If we don't know who Ian Sinclair is. Please get out from under your 10-ton rock. (laughs) Because my God, has this man, like, become a popular bastard these past few years? Um,
1: S- Space Dandy.
0: Space yeah, here we go again. Another Watanabe show. Uh, he is Dandy from Space Dandy. He is Zap from Blood K Battlefront. He is, good lord.
1: Zaikoku from Norigami. Bonjo yep. from Tokyo Ghoul. Sosuke um, from
0: Free Eternal Summer. Warwick from Gangsta. Kamizuki from Seraph of the End. Regenja from uh, Arslan. Otohiko from Kamisama Kiss. Oh lord. That is your, I think that's your favorite,
1: Ian. <laughs> Gay (laughs) gay,
0: fabulous Ian Ian is is my favorite. I love Odagigo. It's my favorite.
1: He's I know he's in Carnival. That's why. Yeah, Um, he's he's Hirato in Carnival. He's
0: Chuck from Panty and Stocking. Stocking. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Um, he's Toriko, of course, from Toriko.
1: Brooke from One Piece.
0: Yes. He's Yaiba from Show by Rock. <laughs> oh, and no, this was... is and this one may be slight spoilers, um, but we will get to it. He is Mitsuhide from Snow White with the red hair. Hair. Uh I'll, we have an episode
1: on that soon. Cough, cough, please, please. Yeah. Totally, hack, got, long long. totally got that right. Yes. <laughs> Tatsumi from um Tatsumi from Shiki. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: you already said Kamisaki from Seraph? Yes. Okay, yeah. Did. So yeah No,
1: no, I'm not gonna bring up my my <laughs> Fucking gay vampires. <laughs> this week on and the End, you le- can learn- Mika learns how to drive stick, and you help. They basically fuck.
0: Anyway. Ian's done quite a lot. Uh, he's done a lot of major roles in the past few years now. Um, But anyway. How these two sound. Sean- I like Sean Hennigan. Yes. I do like, too. Because obviously the character this he's portraying is obviously older so it's difficult to see to hear like the kind of voice that would match like if i were to actually predict it i probably would have defaulted to actually kent williams <laughs> at the time
1: wheel of old man turn turn <laughs> turn who's gonna play who's got third dark <laughs>
0: dark kent williams yeah. um, it's kent williams <laughs> um but i do like sean Hannigan and ian a lot of Ian's roles tend to be comedic butt monkey. A lot of them, really. And it's very rare for him to step out of that. Wo- Warwick from Gangsta does have comedic moments, but he does have, like, very serious ones. And Daikoku is, is more of the straight man, even though there is some more humor to it. He, but he cry- <laughs> when he cries, I, like, lose a part of my soul Is <laughs>
1: happy.
0: Yep. But Hamura is probably the most dramatic I've seen him do. As of yet. To be and he's honest. still
1: pretty, like, hysterical. Mm-hmm.
0: But I think that both Ian and Sean are doing rather well as as of right now as well. That's just my opinion. What do you think, Megan? I like it. You like it? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> woo!
1: Okay. Woo! <laughs> no, it's. For some reason, is it really weird that I thought of when I saw Ian's character, the first thing I saw to was, like, psychopaths? <laughs> I'm like, he looks like he just got lost from the Psychopath cosplay contest.
0: <laughs> it's funny because we have Shibazaki coming in in a minute here speaking of Psychopaths. <laughs> another um,
1: show I've never actually watched.
0: Oh, you'll understand in a second. Well, in a couple of minutes. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, I know where this is going now, even though I haven't watched Psychopaths. Yeah.
0: Um, but before we get to Shibazaki, why don't we talk about Five? Um. She is... One of two main female characters alongside Lisa, though five doesn't really come in until about the halfway mark. And for the sake of spoilers, not going to go too far into the show. But for people who haven't seen it or haven't finished it yet, but she is connected to nine and twelve, obviously in some form or fashion. In case obviously, you she tell, about, a number and, for a name. Yeah, in case you couldn't tell, she's connected somehow. Um, but with five, prediction-wise, I had three.
1: I didn't, again, I didn't really have anybody, so I would have gone with from last year. And I had this really weird thing last year where I really wanted to see um, certain actresses step outside of their comfort role. Mm -hmm. So one of the big ones I had, um, if you remember back to our Tokyo Ghoul dub talk prediction, was I really wanted to see Caitlin Glass do a character like Rize. And thinking about it, Caitlin Glass probably would have been a very interesting choice to be five.
0: It would have been an interesting choice.
1: Um, and then Yuri Kuma happened, and she played the angriest little lesbian.
0: <laughs> yes. I only <laughs> needed to see, like, one main... Be- that one episode. That's all I needed to see. Granted, I, I haven't finished the dub for that, but that was the Caitlin only thing left. I needed to see, and it was the glorious.
1: Angriest little lesbian. And, um, it was Outside glorious. of Caitlyn, I don't know who else I really would have picked, maybe.
0: Um, The three I went with, I went a little bit younger Um, mm-hmm. with all three, because... I I would say five nine twelve and five um, are probably high school age, slightly older.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so with that in mind, for five, I had Jade Saxton, Alexis Tipton, and then default to Brina Palencia. Jade, I know I picked her because of Nona from Death Parade. That was the main reason why I yeah. had Jade first. And then with Alexis, this was around the time when Maria the Virgin Witch was going on, um, and I enjoyed what she w- was doing with Maria, so I put her here as five as well. And then Brina Palencia is Brina Palencia, so I defaulted her as my third choice.
1: Brina Palencia at this point, back in the back a year ago, would be like your default go-to girl. I would say now, if all things, it's kind of defaulting to Bryn April.
0: Kind of, because you do. It's very rare to see brina hanging out anywhere right now more uh but
1: no though we will
0: get though we will be bringing her up again in the future
1: sure um hopefully more than once um hopefully but but, um because we actually really haven't talked about brina that
0: much brina hasn't popped in all that much last year like surprisingly
1: when we when we started this podcast this is kind of a weird like two-person retrospective we thought we would talk about more about like people like todd and Vic and all these people like we've
0: barely talked
1: about them (laughs)
0: it's weird yeah but anyway um the person who actually is playing five and mind you we have not heard we, we watching two first two episodes we have not heard this character come in it's Jamie Markey as five so um the only little bit that we've gotten to hear of Jamie as of now um is from the trailer cause she only had a couple of lines that she got to do um in terms of before we're getting into her in, opinions on it, in terms of other roles that she has done, she's done a lot. Um Ona and Death Parade? The woman. Well, the, the woman, woman. I'm not gonna spoil her saying, actual name. I was say, yeah. The woman from Death Parade. Uh Rinslet Walker from Black Cat. Uh we have Neko Kurdaha from Brynhilder in the Darkness, which is her first Sentai role. Uh pff, that was actually really recent. Um, Junko Enoshima from Daigon Rampa. (laughs) Fucking god. (laughs) Uh, she is also... Just going on the list. Kana from Fairy Tail. More gangsta! Gangsta. Ah, More gang. More more gangsta. More gangsta. Um, she is also... She's Itori
1: uh, from Tokyo Ghoul. She's the girl who owns the bar. She
0: is Suyu or the master of trees in Noragami. I am- She's the tree whisperer. I am Jamie Markey and I speak for the trees. Yes. Oh, here, here's one of her well-known ones. Panty from Panty and Stocking.
1: <laughs> How the fuck did we get this far and not mention panties? I
0: I don't know.
1: No. What um, the fuck is wrong with she's,
0: this? She's Akira from Selector Infected. She is- Another
1: Chris Bevan show, actually.
0: She's- Liz Thompson from Soul Eater, she is- she's a lot.
1: She's been around the block.
0: Once or twice. Yes.
1: Maybe a dozen times. Um, no, Jamie, we're not calling you a whore.
0: Oh, she's Lulu from Yurikuma as well. Um, Curr! Uh, based on, like, the two lines that she has in the, that she did in the trailer, I like where it's going. It's a hell of a lot more soft-spoken con- compared to, like, some of the other roles that she's done.
1: Yes, I enjoy getting to see Dramatic Jamie.
0: Mm, Dramatic Jamie is nice, Jamie. Because we've seen her be the loud, bombastic, like, Jamie. Obnoxious. Mm -hmm. We've seen that a lot. So, see, like, hearing a slightly quieter, quieter Jamie as five in those two lines, I think, I'm very, very interested to see her actual performance in the show.
1: Yeah, like, if I wasn't getting it on DVD in the next couple of days oh wait that's right you're also getting on dvd merry christmas again
0: (laughs) merry Um, christmas yay
1: merry christmas oh yeah i love you best friends you two show the fucking anime
0: we're just such a such fucking (laughs) weeaboos anyway i
1: swear to god all of our roommates in anime boston are gonna be like what a bunch of lesbians
0: (laughs) I think we're the only two. I think it's two chicks, life. two girls, and we're gonna be stuck with a bunch of guys. What oh my god, fuck? are we living
1: the reverse harem wet dream? Oh lord. Anyway, all I want to see is Zenith fight Amundool about his beard.
0: <laughs> that has to be a thing. Like
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna like set up a chair, and make like Beard Fight Club. And give them like little pointy knives.
0: Yeah, even even though Jared's not actually staying with us in the room, this is, still needs to happen. But um, okay,
1: look, I'm still gonna make them fight.
0: I know it still needs to happen either way. It's just Jared, I don't care how much Jared, fucking alcohol I need to pump in them. Jared actually doesn't live too far away from where the convention center is, so that's bitch. why. But lucky bastard. But little still, bitch. we still need to have a beer fight <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Jamie and five. I am excited. I really want to see this because this is a different side for Jamie that I have not seen yet. And I want to see it.
1: That's. All I mean, I like we—if I guess if we had gotten farther in Yuri Kuma, we get—we'd probably maybe get to talk about it more. But we uh, didn't true. get that far in Yuri
0: Kuma. I only watched maybe one or two episodes of Yuri Kuma of the dub, anyway, and that was it. Because I was kind of like. <laughs> but oh, hey, well. at least angry
1: lesbian kitten glass.
0: Yeah, the that that was best. That was the best part. It was honestly and also, the best part of the show! Well, I don't know, because the, um, the only three guys in that cast, they kind of, they're up there, too. I mean, Greeley's saying what Sparkle, Sparkle, sparkle the best... and then sparkle, freaking Tatum sparkle! going, and then Tatum like, Shub, Shubba the <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Okay, <laughs> I totally forgot about Josh Greeley
1: going Sparkle, Sparkle. Aww. How did I forget that was a thing? <laughs> Why is that not my ringtone?
0: <laughs> sparkle! I'm just going like Don do <laughs> So yeah, I'm. I know I'm rather excited to see Jamie in this, and see what more she's gonna be doing with five. Because again, this is different to me, and I love. I love when when voice actors do different than what I normally see. And surprise the living hell out of me. Though, I think the mystery woman would qualify as one of the more dramatic roles that she's done now. Yeah,
1: it's not it. like Jamie Markey can do it. And at least Death Parade was, like, a sign that, wow,
0: Jamie can do more than comedy. Right. But in terms of soft-spoken, though, Five is very soft-spoken. Mystery woman is not exactly soft-spoken. <sighs> she's but still a little brash. A dramatic. She, it, but, yeah, it's a little bit more dramatic role. So, yeah, definitely excited to see uh, Jamie take this on. Uh, let's move on to Shibazaki. Now, Shibazaki is also from the police, however, he starts out in the I- Car- Depart- Ar- archives department, um, and then because of the Sphinx case and, um, what his capability of solving these riddles, um, he kind of ends up obsessed with the Sphinx case, so much so that he's brought back in as an investigator. I believe Williams kind of drags him back in. No, not Kent Williams. It's Sean Hannigan. Sean Hannigan. Oh, whoopsies. It's Sean Hannigan. Um, But he is basically the main police person. The main person on the police side that we follow. And for Shibazaki, I had three predictions. If
1: I was to go with who I would have gone with last year... God, who would have probably would have gone with? Maybe, of all things, I don't know why, but for some reason, like, this is probably where... Even though he probably could have sounded a little too young for it, I probably maybe would have put Bevins here. That would have been different sounding. It would have been different sounding, but I think it would have worked. I also see for some reason. See, I can't say this now because it's bittier. I would have put. If this was like coming out this year and we were just getting the announcements, I probably would have put Drunk Uncle Marcus. Um, Oh, that's true. I probably would have put Uncle. Why do I keep calling him Drunk Uncle Marcus? (laughs) Marcus Simic, not a drunk.
0: Because <laughs> that's ingrained in our brains now. He's thanks now, to thanks Hardy. Hardy. Thanks, bro. for... Thanks, thank, <laughs> thanks, Hardy, Hardy. whom who Marcus calls out on his bullshit. <laughs> keep doing it, baby. Um, <laughs> yes, keep. Maybe, Mar- Marcus, keep calling Hardy out on his bullshit. Keep doing it. <laughs> um, you love it.
1: If he put on his voice acting black magic. No, Ian's too. Ian's. Not gruff enough. But.
0: No, I don't. I don't think Ian can go. Ian's not that a Gruffalo. Um, Ian's not a Mark Gruffalo. So play. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe the three that I picked might help a little bit. Um, yeah, I, just,
1: just start bailing me out. Yeah, bail me out of this sinking ship. <laughs> help me. Um, help me.
0: The three I had. The first one I had was Jason Douglas actually, um, and that was because of Psychopaths, the first season, because he's um, ugh, he plays freaking Ginoza's dad. In the first season. Um, he's basically Josh Greeley's dad in season one. Uh, who used to be an expect- inspector. Like, the basically the three that I went with, I was trying to keep the gruff voice intact. So Jason Douglas was one. Brandon Potter was another. Damn it! That's who I was thinking of. Yep. Yeah. Brandon Potter would have be been great. And again, yeah. and this was also around the time when I looked at this list, I was like, Brandon Potter hasn't done a lot of big roles lately. Let's put him yeah. in here. Yeah, um, Brandon Potter needs something to do. Mm-hmm. Of us, my wishful thinking like Brandon Potter needs to do more shit again, um. And my third would be a default to Christopher Sabat. That was that was my default again. Trying to keep with the more gruff sound in the voice, um, it's none of those, actually.
1: We're all fucking wrong, as usual.
0: As usual, it's a different kind of gruff if I had a way to describe it. <clears throat> um, it's Robert McCollum So speaking of psychopaths. Going awesome. back to the Psychopath shenanigans, he is Kogami from Psycho Pass. <laughs> Speaking of other death related shenanigans, um, yep. he is also Reina from Attack on Titan. He's Fumito from Blood Sea. He, Ginty? He's Ginty from Death Parade. G- he's also swimming Ginty. <laughs> Mom- Mo- Momo's older brother and
1: Mikoshiba Shiba, the yep. bigger sea otter. He is doc- the bigger heger- the bigger heterosexual sea
0: otter. He's Doctor Theo from Gangsta. Oh hi, Doctor. Doctor Ginty. Doctor oh, Dr. Dr. Ginty. Doctor Doctor Ginty. Doctor Ginty. He he is also <laughs> is a lot of things. Um, <laughs> he is also where are we now? Putting
1: making the banana and the apple kiss.
0: Yes. Kiss. <laughs> kiss. That
1: is my favorite Robert McCollum moment.
0: I told you just, that just, moment just was that whole That whole
1: moment of them being like <laughs> making the <laughs> kiss. That and him getting caught b- fucking Brynn shot him down.
0: Yeah. I, just, I, I to- when I saw the simulcast for that episode in particular, I'm like I'm so excited to hear Robert do that part. <laughs> I think you were more faced. excited for me
1: because you know I love, um, I love, um,
0: Bertolt? Yes, thank you. Bertolt, aka Dave Matranga.
1: Well,
0: Dave Matranga.
1: <laughs> um, we can never look at Dave Matranga again. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Not after dramatical murder. <laughs> murder.
1: Um, other things that Robert McCollum has done. Um, he's he's da- actually in
0: another mystery.
1: Jalal from Fairy Tale.
0: Yep. Uh, Date Masamune from Sengoku Basara. He is also. Uh, da, da, da. He's a variety of things at he's this point. A, uh. He's Don Quixote and Don Flamingo. Don-
1: oh, Don Flamingo is Don Quixote. God damn it, Megan. Um, <laughs> and he's also- Speaking of other Chris Bevan's mystery shows, um, he is also um, Wataya from Spiral, which is actually really funny that the first- the first uh, Chris Bevan show I ever bought was a mystery show. That's <laughs> it was funny. was a detective show. How do we- f- how, how do you feel about Robert? I actually- I actually kind of liked it, it was really weird that you would- I texted me, I'm like, I don't understand, um- One of the problems with the dub I understood. I'm like, I don't really understand the second one. It doesn't really sound off to me. But then again, I hadn't watched the series in the Japanese in the longest time. Mm
0: -hmm. So, from there, I'll let you take it. (laughs) Okay. I did watch the entire simulcast. And from what I remember and what I recalled, Shibazaki is very, very gruff. Like, very low bass baritone. And that's why I went with Jason Douglas, um, Brandon Potter, and Christopher Sapp, because they are, are in that similar range. Um robert while he's a little bit more i would say like a baritone if anything it's not quite as gruff as i imagined it to be to be honest hell if anything i if i would i would say shibazaki is pretty old and robert makes him sound a little bit younger if anything
1: yeah that is the one thing i do understand like I thought he was going to be much older, too. That's why, Mm. well, I didn't really get a judge of his age because of that. I was like, oh, is he just this really weird guy at a 20 with a hipster beard living in a basement?
0: Right. The thing with um, (laughs) Shibazaki that is, I don't know if you saw this part or you know. um, Shibazaki, there's a point in the story where he talks about um, living in uh, the small village, uh, like, I think it was a few years after it was affected by the atomic bomb or something like that. Oh. Or um, or several, a couple decades, or family that was suffering with that, or something along those lines. It's, it's been a wa- couple of years since I've seen the show. It's been like a year and a half, guys. Yeah. So my Forgive off. us. But, um, that's kind of helped me, like, put an idea of at least an age in my head. Um, I would say mid, like between 40s and 50s. 50s would be stretching it a bit, but that's kind of the age range I was thinking of. And again, that's why I went with some of the older male voice actors who I know have that lower bass tone that can pull that off. Robert, even though I do like it, I'm not saying it's terrible, it's just I still think it's a little bit young for the character, and it's not as gruff as I imagined it to be. Though I can imagine he's gonna pull through with it either way, to be honest. Yeah. Because Robert is pretty much good at anything he does. (laughs) But yeah, that was kind of my gripe, at least with this. And we're gonna have a similar yet opposite problem in a little while when we talk about another character. Um, but we'll get to that. Yeah, Robert, it works, it's just not as gruff as I originally imagined it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Not much else to say on that one. So do we think we're good to move on to the next one? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about our other female lead. Uh, Let's talk about Lisa. Mm -hmm. Lisa, Lisa. Lisa, context-wise, she is a very very troubled individual. She's bullied at school. Her Mm -hmm. mom is fucking crazy. Her
1: mom is also Monica.
0: Her mom is also Monica Monica Rial. Rial. Who has like I guess abandonment issues? Yeah, d- d- under understatement of the century. Yes, and Lisa kind of gets dragged into everything that Nine and Twelve are doing, um, just by happenstance, really. Um, and she becomes essentially their accomplice uh, throughout the throughout the show, and she kind of gets this different understanding about what they're doing and what they're what they're trying to accomplish, and she kind of she kind. I don't want to spoil too much, but yeah. She, she gets involved quite a bit with 9 and 12 um, and with what's going on. I had two predictions for Lisa. I don't know if, what you had, if you were thinking a year ago, Megan, but... For... I... Uh, just drawing a blank. <laughs> okay. The two that I had, one was Bryn April.
1: Probably Bryn April because I would have wanted to
0: see her more and th- more things. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, I'm pretty sure this was because I had, was watching um, Assassination Classroom and Tokyo Ghoul A at the time. I had Lindsay Seidel as well. Yes. Um, Glorious f- chameleon Lindsay Seidel. I felt like Lin- either Brynn or Lindsay could pull off Lisa pretty well, all things considered. Who actually got Lisa, though? I probably put, should have put her, instead of being five, as Lisa. I had her in the show, just not the right character. Um, it's Jade Saxton. Yay! <laughs> um, and Jade, we've talked—we we've probably talked about her several times on the podcast by now. Um, she has done rules such as Baccano. She's done Bloodsea. She's done Defrag. She's Nona from Death Parade, as we probably mentioned a few times Woo! already. Carla from Fairy Tales, She is also in Gangsta. She is in Arslan. She is in... Uh, Kami-sama, kiss. She is not in Sarah for the end, unfortunately. <laughs> no. Uh, Log Horizon. Log Horizon. Nobunaga. Uh, Michiko and Hot Chen as Hana. Another Chris Bevin show. Yes. Oh. Um. She's in. She's in Show Me and Simple. Good Lord. And she's, and Scott. Did and you Christmas. mean Did you mean
1: anime Hoonie Pop?
0: <laughs> yes. She's but, also in Soul Eater as Soul Eater and Soul Eater, not as Jacqueline. Uh. Yes. She is Ferris from Steins Gate. Yeah, she's really just a variety of things. She's Yuki from Wool Children. She's the older fucking version of cries. Yuki. Fucking crying. Uh, <laughs> more but... crying in animated format. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> um. So in terms of Jade, hmm, I actually really liked it. <laughs> I liked it. It was a little bit rough, but I think that's more because of the character itself. Poor Lisa needs a fucking hug. <laughs> Lisa needs a hug, and her mother needs to go to therapy. <laughs> Ooh.
1: My god. I feel like a running theme at certain points of this year is going to be bad moms. <laughs> as it always is.
0: What else is new? I mean... <laughs> but, um, for yeah, me... Yeah,
1: like, thinking about it, oh shit, we're gonna be talking about Assassination Classroom again soon, and that one's got another bad mom. Oh lord. But, anyway. We're gonna talk about that nuggies a booty.
0: That nuggies <laughs> Yeah! Oh, Jesus Christ, don't do that again. Yeah! was
1: too white for you?
0: Yes. <laughs> it's gonna
1: break my brain. Um... <laughs> yeah, gonna You're gonna be sleeping at Anime Boston and then you need to wake up. I'm just gonna leave. Oh my god, I know what I'm gonna do for Hardy's Alarm tomorrow morning! <laughs> He's
0: gonna be like, what the oh, hell? fuck? Anyway, anyway, I just can't, I just, at
1: Anime and you're gonna be sleeping, I'm just gonna lean into your ear and just go, <laughs> I
0: will punch you. I will punch you.
1: Punch you in the face. I will punch your face. Yes. In the face. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, back to the serious show about <laughs> serious things like terrorism in Hiroshima. <laughs> anyway,
0: I'm going back to Jade. Um, I thought it was a little bit rough, actually. Um, mostly because, the, obviously, the first thing we saw was the trailer. And it's Lisa who actually opens up the trailer. And that sounded like a that sounded a little odd for me, how it sounded. Um, and then the first episode that I watched, it was still kind of rough. But I think it's well, going better. into the second episode, it started growing on me a bit more. And um, I think considering how Lisa's character progresses and she does become a bit more relaxed um i think it'll be a bit it'll be a lot more natural for jade as she keeps going in the show yes i think it will too yeah that was my only concern with her i was like so far almost all of the people that i've talked about i've either been fine with or i have some problems with (laughs) it's i mean it's
1: i i think it's just because again i haven't seen the show in as long as everybody else has so i think i don't find it as rough, but I can see at points where I was like, okay, she sounds really awkward, and... Mm-hmm, yeah. There are times her crying doesn't convince me as much.
0: Yeah.
1: She's like, not the most convincing actor in the show. Yet.
0: Not yet. Um, you wanna know who is the most convincing person in the show, though? We're getting there. S- Segway. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Twelve.
1: I'm surprised we're talking about him first, but okay.
0: <laughs> well, Nine is the lead lead, really. Between True. the two. Um, 12 is one of two male leads, um, and the best way to, to sub, uh, describe 12, he's a snarky s- asshole. Snarky little dick. Um, so. My soul's <laughs> So because of that, I had, th- I had three picks. One is actually correct. Um, this is basically the only actual prediction I got correct this entire thing. So, my other two, though... You went with Micah on this one? I probably would have said Micah or Clifford. Clifford was one of mine, actually, for 12. And my other choice was Josh Greeley.
1: That would have been really good, too.
0: Like, it would have been something... Like, thinking back on it at that time, like, when I made this list a year ago, I think at that time I want to see something different from Josh. Because some of it was the same old, same old. And then Femt fucking happened. And then Femt happened. And then other shows happen that we will get to eventually. Oh, lord. I, I don't I don't even know how that one happened, but anyway. And then Clifford, again, at that time, was like, I... I think I, that was the mind... That that was me... Bleh, bleh. At that time, I think the mindset I had for Clifford was I wanted to see him in a leading role. That, I think that was where that mindset was coming from, a bit. And that's why I put him in his 12, because I couldn't really see him pull off 9 if I had to pick between the two. I could see him more capable as twelve. But you didn't you didn't think of anything else you probably would have picked as besides Clifford and Micah? Not that I'm thinking of. Okay. So let's talk about the person who actually got it. He he was initially my third choice. And I think I think I edited this prediction list at least once, and this was probably around when Blood Blockade Battlefront happened. Um, Which is understandable. Mm-hmm. All things considered, cause uh God damn it, Aaron Dismuk. What the hell? I love Aaron.
1: Oh, wow. Aaron's become like, he's kind of like, I guess, he's kind of like the secondary Tyndall of the year.
0: <laughs> kind of, yeah, because he, he definitely gained a lot of ground in the past year. Because um, if you don't know who Aaron Dismuk is uh, in terms of stuff, at least again, from the past year, he is Arslan from Heroic Legend of Arslan. He is also Leonardo Watch from BlubbleK Battlefront. He, Peiko from Ping Pong. What else do we got? And for some older stuff, of course, Alphonse Elric from the 2003 Fullmetal Alchemist is probably what was most well, well known for. Um, he's also Tatsumi from Noragami Arigoto. Oh, he's one of Ebisu's um, regalia. Okay. He's one of the ones that bit it. <laughs> yes. He is also, uh, let's see. He's also in Trinity Blood. <laughs> I know. I know that! It's sitting on my shelf! Me too. <laughs> um, he's also done a variety of things such as High School DxD, Carnival, uh, Dead Men Wonderland, uh, Corpse Princess, Cat Planet Cuties, uh, Dragonar Academy, oh lord. He's Leon Elliot from uh, Black Cat. Yes. Uh, so yeah, he's done He's done actually a decent amount. And he's he's one of the ones where it's like I've been doing this since I've been 12 with Alphonse. <laughs> So he's, he's been voice acting, like, like, pre-pubescent and through puberty. And this is basically... This past year has been, like, post-puberty Aaron at his finest. Like, he, he's definitely grown Yes, into, really. He, he's grown into his own so much this past year. And, like, because Leo, Leo, Arslan, Paco, three completely different characters, and I think he pulled them off. the, Ar, the Arslan took a little bit. Yes. Um that one that one took a bit um uh, but aaron s 12 was probably my favorite of the performances from this show so far aaron is definitely my favorite and this is after this is definitely after like me falling in love with his performances pego from ping pong because pego is similar in that snarky asshole kind of way so it makes sense <laughs> aaron was definitely my favorite performance so as of right now from the show
1: i would say even even for me too that is also my favorite performance i was kind of already like second up in his mouth i was super invested in it um especially for me the scene where uh they're at the pool oh that that was great i just enjoyed that in like how dorky 12 is like he's such a little
0: dumb shit <laughs> he's like, such a little pissy he, he, he he's such a dummy, but at the same time, like, if you cross him, he will be He's gonna be- asshole. he's
1: fucking legitimately terrifying. Um, he is!
0: Like, he plays he plays, like, the masks that twelve that Twelve wears really well. But he also plays Twelve's true nature
1: extremely well. Like, that's one of the things that I think Aaron's really good at doing. That's yeah. why I can't really wait to see how much more goes and to have it on my shelf. Because I really like the way that certain directors take Aaron, and Bevan's being the Bevins and McFarlane being the best two with him.
0: Absolutely. Because, like, again, the past year, BBB was under McFarlane, and Arslan and Ping Pong were both Bevins dubs.
1: So Bevins is kind of the best person to mold him. Absolutely. I, I
0: yeah, not much else to say. Aaron's my favorite so far in this show. Absolutely my favorite, and I, I, I want to hear more snarky asshole 12. <laughs> Who also threatens people that they will kill them. <laughs> that shit scared me. <laughs> yes. I was like, where did nice, innocent Aaron go? Out into the garbage. <laughs> Out into the garbage with the Teletubbies costume. Um, anyway, um, I guess that means we can move on to the final member of the cast.
1: Uh, our wonderful- Nine! Oh, nine. He's- Let me not say that like a Nazi.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes if anything I would say nine is the main lead of the show even though we do get perspectives from basically five care we get perspectives from five characters 912 Lisa Shibazaki and five um but nine is essentially the main lead if I had to like pick someone because a lot of the stuff that goes on he has a lot of stuff that goes on externally and internally more than anyone um Lisa I would say is the second. Um, that would have that too. Uh, But Nine is essentially the ringleader between the duo. And um, Obligatory glasses character as well. Yes. Because of that, I had two predictions. Is one of them Micah? Of course it is. (laughs) Yes, I've corrupted you so well. (laughs) You've corrupted me so well. I had Micah, and then my other one was actually Austin Tindall. Micah was was kind of the default, um, but Austin, again, when I made this... List probably about a year ago or so. This was because of Tokyo Ghoul and Assassination Classroom and Maria the Virgin Witch. That's why I basically put Austin here because I suddenly liked what he was doing and I was like, I want to see him here. And I feel like I feel like Austin would have pulled it up wonderfully. All things considered. Him and Micah, they both would have done well with this. Megan, if you had if you had to travel back in time a year ago, who would have you who would you have pegged as nine? Gee, I
1: fucking wonder. Um, gee, I fucking wonder. Um, gee, is it Micah? Gee, everybody should be Micah. Everyone's <laughs> Micah, even Lisa, even oh. Ma- even even Lisa's mom. Oh God. <laughs> um, even Lisa's mom. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh God, shit. Um, we were doing what episode? Okay, ours one was out. We wouldn't have put Justin there because we were just kind of getting to know Justin, and Mika didn't talk for like six episodes. Um. Kind of going through my repertoire. Um, I know he's a little bit older sounding, and this is going to sound really weird, but this is because it's from another Bevins dub. Okay. John Bergmeier. And hear me out on this. Okay. Okay. Back in the day, because this is, again, going back to another Bevins dub that was a mystery series. Oh,
0: Spiral, Go back to Spir- that
1: again. Um, well, one of the teenage characters was played by John Bergmeier. Um, He actually was in it, and so it was... Um, he was Eyes, and he had to do this horribly, horribly shitty British accent. Oh, um,
0: great. Oh, no, it is,
1: it is glorious. Um, I probably wouldn't put them there, but I can't think of anyone else really besides Micah.
0: Yeah, again, with, like, for me, 912 Lisa and 5, I was trying to go with voices that would stick in that specific age range. Yeah. So I was going with the younger voices. John Bergmeyer, like you said that I'm like What? <laughs> but what? the thing is I've heard him actually play younger. Like, I, I have it, it was, I maybe heard,
1: Josh Greeley. Maybe Josh Greeley just to see him to try to do something different on that end.
0: Ooh, that's true. Like if like if you were talk if you were to talk to me now about Josh Greeley, then maybe I could have seen him as nine. But a year ago I would have been no, like, eh. have been like, you're high.
1: Maybe the other person to think about this and in- I'm kind of going like i'm staring at my bacchano set and it's staring back at me is this is gonna sound really weird oh what joel mcdonald could have done a good job as well Ooh, now that you say that and now thinking about a bacchano too, um jason LeBrec is also in there as luck that's true too <laughs> jason LeBrec would have been a good but again i wouldn't have thought of jason LeBrec a year ago because i clearly got brought up during Norgami.
0: Yeah, none of us thought about Jason Lebrecht a while a year ago. Because <laughs> we completely forgot that he was a human that existed. But anyway, I will admit I'm thoroughly surprised at who is voicing 9. Hey Megan, do you want to say hi to your Twitter dad again? Hi dad! <laughs> hi Chris Bevins! Um, so yeah, Christopher Bevins is voicing 9. Um, very surprised by that, actually. But, um, before... Getting into more impressions on that. um In terms of stuff, he's voiced. um He was Apollo and Aquarion He's also done. Oh, Lord. He's Haga Kure from Dongan Rampa, which, by the way. Stoner
1: Dad! It was weird. Stoner Dad! Ew. I have Haga Kure stories for the Dongan Ropa episode. I have so many stories for that episode. I swear to God. We just have to hold Zenith down for a day.
0: Yeah. I swear to God, I first watched it. And it sounded fine, and then as it progressed, it went into weird surfer dude mode. I'm like, "That what is Haga Curry, but Haga Curry is a
1: weird surfer dude." I'm sorry, I he's was... a weird surf... he's a weird fucking stoner. It
0: was weird, oh. anyway. Other roles. He is also Narcissus from Arsland. He's Japan from Hitalia. He is Yogi from Carnival. Um, he is Kanon from Spiral.
1: <laughs> I will never forget that role.
0: <laughs> He's For uh, one reason only, and I will explain it after you're done. <laughs> I completely forgot that he was fastener from Panting and Stalking. Well then, um He is also oh, Mercutio man. from and Juliet. Trades Oh la 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 la, la. what else? Totally about, oh, he, he, going back to Yurikuma, he's life cool. <laughs> he's one of those goobers. He's one of those goobers. He's the only one that does not have a weird take like Josh Greeley or Tatum had <laughs> in the show. He, he Really what life cool was is like, this is the law. Why
1: why are we not following it?
0: I am the law! <laughs> Shut What? What did I do now? Oh, Jesus. So, in terms of- Sparkle! In terms of- <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I am the lost Sparkles! I
1: just want Josh Grooley's not that I'm dying. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, no. Harder than harder than it was the night before Pimpmas? Not as not as bad as that. <laughs> Why do you all want me to write the Pimp Miss Carol? Why does it have to be me? Because you started it off so I did not well. start it. Okay, fine. I did. You started um, it off anyway, so Anyway, talking well. about Chris Bevins, Talking let's talk about my dad. Talking about Bevins. Talking about dad.
0: Talking about Megan's Twitter dad.
1: Um, <laughs> not my actual dad, even though I am adopted.
0: <laughs> um, so, Fuck my biological dad. <laughs> so going back to Robert Ishibazaki and the problem I had with Robert was that it sounded a bit young for Shibazaki. I had the opposite problem with Christopher Bevins. Here is Nine. Um, it works for the personality and the character itself, but it actually sounds a little bit too old for the character. So I had the opposite problem as I did with Robert. Considering like Nine's personality and the stuff that he goes through in the first couple of episodes, I think that's fine. It's just like, at the same time, like it's... It's Christopher Bevins. He's kind of older compared to like some of the younger voices that we hear. And especially since he's playing off of Aaron most of the time, Aaron and Jade. It's a little bit too old, honestly. Like, I like it, but it just sounds a little old. That's my only issue with it. <laughs> I can understand where it came from because I was watching I was like, oh, okay. But then again,
1: I've seen Chris Bevins play a high schooler before.
0: I think that's I think that's my problem as I haven't seen him attempt younger voices before.
1: Oh, I have. And it was about 12 years ago.
0: <coughs> oh, well, 12 years oh, ago. Yeah. You probably also would have been this 20. What is the name
1: of Josh? What is the name of Josh's bear again?
0: Uh, it's Life Beauty? Yes. Life Beauty cuz um Tatum was life sexy if I remember correctly. Anyway, back to what I
1: was saying. Um <laughs> back
0: to Bevins again. <laughs> back to be- back to dad. Um <laughs> The thing is that, like,
1: again, I hate to keep bringing this up, but it's because it's like the one mystery show that I know Bevins from. Oh,
0: Spiral.
1: Spiral. I, um, I'm gonna
0: have to watch that eventually so I understand. Oh, what the fuck you're here's the about. kicker. Okay.
1: Here's the kicker about Bevins' character, and this is why I will forever remember this series and why I have it on my shelf. Okay. Other than that, it being one of it was one of my favorite animes during high school, and it still kind of is, is that Chris Bevins does play a high school-ish character named Canone. Canon Hilbert and Canon. Here's the thing: two of the characters lived outside of Japan. So, as they explain, this is back in like the I guess can we call it the Dark Ages? Like back when Dragon Ball was considered new. Okay. Like we. <laughs> this is when Dragon Ball was considered new. This is how old this fucker is. Like Full Metal Alchemist had yet to be completed.
0: Oh lord. It's-
1: this is old Funimation. There was these two characters, Eyes, who was John Bergmeyer, who lived in England, and Canone lived in America. So the explanation behind Canone to how to make him sound like he was America, American, not America—that's Eric Vale. That's Eric Vale. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> was that Dude. so? All the Japanese characters, like Josh not Josh, um, like Greg Ayers, Monica Rial, Laura Bailey, Caitlin Glass, Gwendolyn Lau, um fucking god who the fuck else was in that show bunch of old 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 Funimation veterans like this is before Vic Vignana was a thing that's how old we're getting like Sean Schemmel was a bit villain in this fucker Jesus um Christ. so so was Sunny Strait uh Monica actually killed Sunny Strait with gas um all of have- oh look she got Kaede got her wish and killed Coral Sensei back like 12 years ago oh, nice. so um <laughs> all of them had how we would normally speak with you know how like the generic American voice like there's no inflection or Tone, like, he, they don't have a New York accent, or a Boston accent, or a te- um, Texan, or the Midwestern thing. Okay. Except for Canone, where Chris Bevins had to play this, like, evil villain character, talking like this. Are you serious right now? I'm not fucking with you. Oh my <laughs> god. my god. Um, so, they had to, um basically, that's how they told Kanon apart from everybody was they gave him they gave him this very thick southern draw. and that is the only time I have ever heard Chris Beffins play a teenager. Wow. <laughs> so long story short, Funimation has since learned their lesson <laughs> <laughs> And they do mistakes m- have been made. mistakes
0: have been made. Mm-hmm. improvements have been d- have been made. done. Things have been dealt with. <laughs>
1: Aaron Disney once <laughs> threw himself into a wall. Um, <laughs> yay! Voice actor horror stories. Um, oh God.
0: Anyway, that's an interesting story. Eventually, I'll watch Spiral so I understand what the fuck you're talking about.
1: At this point, I'm tempted to bring it up with me just so you can see it.
0: <laughs> maybe, I don't know, maybe. Um, but yeah, in terms of Bevins as nine, it works for the personality. I just kind of think it's a little too old for the character. And if being
1: old is the worst part about it... You're fine! fine. (laughs) Shane.
0: I mean, most I really bring up the whole old comic because he's also... He's playing off of Aaron and Jade. Yeah. So that doesn't help that situation, but I think it's gonna be fine. It's been off to a good start as, as of these first two episodes, and I feel like some of the more very, very intense internal moments that Nine has in the show... ...are gonna work to his favor. Oh, absolutely. I actually don't think I've ever seen Bevins in a lead role. I've seen him in major roles, but not a lead not, role before.
1: Not a lead, nor, um... I don't know. Because I feel like it's gonna work to
0: his... Work to his... His advantage, inside. his favor?
1: Yes. <laughs> Words.
0: Yeah, I think it's... Things, I think, things. I think it'll work, but... Yeah, I just came to the realization, I'm like, I've never seen Bevins in a lead role before. Yeah, like, honestly, I... Like, ever since picking up on voice actors a hell of a lot more, he's mostly been, like, major roles or minor roles or in the background.
1: Because I think it's more he's- I think that's the big thing about it, is that Bevins is always- I'm always more used to seeing him as a director than, um, actor.
0: Right. And even when he's directing, he'll still take on at least decent-sized roles. There's never a lead before. Yeah. This is different.
1: And it, I think it, again, I think it works. I really honestly didn't notice the old thing until you talked to me about
0: it. Yeah. like uh, if, Cause I was like, oh, I really like
1: this. And I'm like, really happy I bought this. And I was like, and then I mentioned and I'm i not it, having buyer's remorse, not in the least.
0: Um, yeah, no. And then I mentioned it to, and I mentioned the older comment to Megan. And she was like, now you see that, yeah, a little bit. But honestly, right, I can, I, if that's the worst thing I have to say about Bevan's this performance dumb. as of right now. You you're fine, sir. You're okay. <laughs> I, I feel like it's going to work. It'll it'll the performance will end up great in the end and the only and again the only issue I'll probably have by the end of it is that it just sounds old. that's it. I that's probably the only gripe I'll have by the end of the show once I rewatch it.
1: And if that's going to be our our biggest <laughs> gripe for the show then good on you, baby. <laughs> good on you. Um
0: so with that, overall how how do you think you feel about the dub as of the first two episodes?
1: I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot easier for me to get into the show more. Cause again, it wasn't that I didn't dislike the show, it was just that at that point in God, this was what, summer of twenty fourteen? Yeah,
0: this one was summer twenty fourteen. This is also the same season as Tokyo, Tokyo Gold Season goal one, yep.
1: Free season two.
0: Mm-hmm. Um Where there was a lot of other like if you're talking about, like, more exciting or action-packed shows, there was a lot more going on compared to Terra. And this presence.
1: isn't- and the thing is, um, it's not that I was against a show like this. It was actually- I actually quite like- despite- of oh, I'm gonna sound like such an asshole right now. <laughs> oh no. I'm gonna sound like such a fucking dick. Um, despite how I think I come off to a lot of people, um, I'm not- I'm not actually like somebody who enjoys watching like super loud, screamy stuff. I actually very much like, um, like kind of like introspective stuff. Okay, and this is just to go over what was summer season in 2014. Yeah. Um, regardless in quality of the show, mm-hmm. you had Akame ga Kill, yep. Andala Zero, yep. Barakamon, yep. Um, Free Eternal Summer. Can
0: I just say before you keep going Barakamon better be released and have a dub? God damn it
1: Funimation. You God damn it, Funimation, it. where is that? <laughs> Back to my little rant. Uh, Nozaki Kun was coming out. Yep. Um Black Butler Book of Circus. Love Stage. Um Psychopaths uh the Psycho the re-edit of Psychopaths season one. Yeah,
0: because season two was that fall, I think. Re- um
1: R. E. Hamatora. Yep. Space Dandy 2. Yep. Again,
0: regardless of quality of
1: show. Sorted online too. Yep. <laughs> Tokyo Ghoul, and then God, I think Zankyo no no Zankyo no Terra was um a little um. Then you had, I believe, the start of Sailor Moon Crystal. Mm, yeah, that sounds about right. The OVA for Kill a Kill, uh, the Mushishi specials. Mm-hmm. I believe there was another part of Bakemonogatari got released because at this point it's like death taxes and Bakemonogatari basically. Um, I mean, so it wasn't, and then. I'm trying to think of what was the season before, and I don't believe anything was left over that was very big. Um, there might have
0: been just one or two. One less,
1: one or two leftovers that I'm thinking of. Um No, Haikyuu is a leftover. Haikyuu is still airing. Yep. Yeah, Haikyuu was still airing, and then God coming off of awesome. Jesus Christ 2014. Now looking back on it, 2014 was a pretty damn good year. Yeah, 2015 was
0: uh, kind
1: of. Down, yeah, like even when we were doing the anime works random America, we're like, yeah, 2015 was was a lot harder to decide, because looking back at 2015, looking at what came out that season, you had like yeah, spring, spring spring
0: 2014, there were shows like um, Ping Pong, Riddle Story, uh,
1: Ping Pong, quite complex,
0: yeah, Ping Pong, Fairy Um, Tale was just kicking back in again
1: um regardless of quality <laughs> regardless
0: of quality one week friends was in there dime of dollar was in dollar. there okay, um, really it was dime of dollar was uh, spring 2014
1: more fucking love live um,
0: yep uh I'm actually gonna buy that on DVD. Um, cause it comes yeah. with the dub. No Game No Life um, was also that spring in Selector. In Makaku fact, it was also City in Actors. there. The World Is Still Beautiful
1: was also spring 2014. Makaku City Actors was in there, but mm-hmm. I think I was the mm-hmm. only person who was like super excited
0: to watch that. I only watched it. I was Apple. like, I only watched I was Apple. like, oh fuck yes! Okay. Oh, I love that series. And then, yeah, I mean, what else did we have? This kinda the...
1: got lost in the 2015 mix. Like, everyone had it really highly <laughs> rated, but I don't think a lot of people were like. <laughs> Megan. What? Wanna
0: know what else was summer 2014? What dramatical murder? <laughs> murder.
1: <laughs> I know. I, rec- I neglected to say that, by the way. <laughs> I
0: saw it. I was like, Let's and not I mean, there's also Blue this. Spring Ride, Glass Lip, Glasslip, um, Ta, which is getting dubbed. I did not know that, and they actually got yeah, I was actually recently. very surprised about that.
1: Um, <laughs> Rail Wars. I used to have that opening stuck in my head.
0: Rail Wars time, was way. one that was released <laughs> at that time. Um, How many?
1: Have you seen Rail Wars
0: before? I watched like one episode, and I was no,
1: not Rail Wars. the The abridged
0: Rail Wars. No, I haven't seen that. Holy Um, shit! Tokyo ESP was also um, coming out at that time, which is also getting a dub, and I'm friggin' surprised that Sarah we we didn't have through the lead by the way. Um, Sarah, we didn't have. Yeah. So, but good on her. Yeah, Terran Resonance, even though it was uh, the big like Watanabe Yoko Kano show considering, like, what's in here for that season, it kind of got lost in the mix a little. I believe, was Parasite also that summer? No, Parasite was the fall, I believe.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, it, like, I'm just, like I said, again, it's very much, um, it's very much, a, it came very much from a year of things that it got so outshot. like, and I don't, and it's really weird to say I I don't think it's a bad show. But no. I think it got kind of lost under the hype.
0: Yeah, a little bit
1: of its year.
0: Yeah, considering, again, the shows that came out that summer. Though, personally, I would say that Terran Resonance was one of my favorite shows from that season. And I think that was also the first season when, um, Infinite Ready Day started up. And I just started doing seasonal stuff. Cause I was covering Terran Resonance. I was covering Terran Resonance, Tokyo Ghoul, actually, Tokyo ESP, and then I think one or two others. Oh, I had Barakamon. That was one that I had. Um, and Terran Resonance was one of my favorites from that season. Like, along with Tokyo Terran- Ghoul. So.
1: <laughs> I remember for us, um, over at Anime America, when we did our End of the Years of War, I think Kyo no Terror just made it outside of our top five that year. I believe it just came outside of our top five behind Tokyo Ghoul. I know Parasite was our number one. Um... Parasite was our number one. Your Line April was our number two. Um, I'm actually tempted to go look it up. I remember Zonky and Terra was very highly, um, very highly, highly rated on us. It was up there. Um, but the by our fan base. But the
0: point is, considering what yeah. else was going on that season, it kind of got lost in the mix. Um, but in terms of the dub itself and the first two episodes, I think it's headed in. It's it's headed in the great direction it's being handled so well like considering the content that's in there chris christopher bevins jeremy inman and jamie markey they are handling this so well on the technical side i'm very very surprised at how well it's handled especially especially on jamie's part like bevins and jeremy inman i'm okay with because i know because I've seen them do dramas and stuff. I mean, they did gangster Arslan last but year. But not Jamie. Jamie, yeah. Jamie is writing skills. Like I have, I've seen her again, seeing her write for more comedies and dramas. So, and again, this is being handled so well right now, and I, ha- I really have to give her props for that. Like, if yeah. if it continues like that, I may already have an early contender for best writing for a dub w awards for 2016 but and in terms of performances like there are some that were rough here and there some that i have like age issues it with um and then there's aaron disney being a snarky dick and it's fantastic um which is all you need these days (laughs) which is all i need these days um but i think for the first two episodes it's i think it's solid it's solid it's handled very well for the content and the context that's going on with the show and the performances have been good thus far and I am very excited to see how they will progress as the show goes on honestly that's my opinion and I think the
1: best thing about the series too is that how much respect is put into the dub because that's not something that you take into account a lot of times Mm -hmm. when you're talking about the quality of something and it's only kind of becoming a thing more recently with certain events involving at least two people in this writing team but um we're not going to talk about them because we've already talked about it enough that everybody's atoned for it so um but i think that they're gonna do i think it's gonna be fine i think it's gonna be worth the pickup on dvd just for the show alone like even if the dub sucked i'd still probably own this yeah, um, I mean I,
0: I already had made the decision that I wanted to own it eventually at some point. Thank you, Megan, again. But um <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Like I had already known when I watched the Simulcast that I wanted to own it on DVD at some point when it was released. Regardless of whether or not the dub was good or not. Because it 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 is a really good show. And not just because it's Watsonabe and Yoko Kana working on it. Like the story and the characters and everything, it's really good. Um and I just think having a dub that completely respects the material and the content, I think, having that attached to it is just—it's kind of like the cherry on a Sunday, in a sense. Yeah. So definitely in the right direction, I'll say that much. Um, I think I think that's it for us at this point. Unless you have any more words on your uh, on your overall thoughts on the dub so far. Nope, I think we're good. Okay, so now if- what are we doing, Mom? <laughs> so if you are interested in seeing the dub for Terror in Residence, or Zonkyo no Terror. Um, as mentioned in the beginning of the episode, at the DVD Blu-ray sets will be released on January 19th. Which,
1: which means it'll be out by the time you see this. Oh,
0: probably. Um, I might try and aim to get it out maybe the day after the DVD release, who knows. Um, but, yeah, it comes out January 19th, um, but if you want to see it uh, no. somewhere... Right, right now or you don't have the money to um pay for a dvd but i want it now yeah. you can also see the dub and the simulcast of Terran resonance on funimation's website um the simulcast is available free for users uh the dub however is under the elite elite subscriber paywall minus the first two episodes. The first two episodes of the dub you can see for free.
1: But just get a free 14 day trial and
0: marathon it. Yep, the 14 day trial is available uh, if you wanted to try and marathon it really quickly because again as of today the entire dub of Terran Residence um, has been posted at the time of this recording. Again, 14 day free trial if you want to catch all of it of the dub, want to quickly marathon it. If you want to do that, um, if you it's only a love d- it, episode you can do it. Yeah, I know. It's it's it, it, it's it's a shorter show, it's really good though. Um, if you do decide to do the 14 day free trial, um, word to the wise, as I tend to try and remind people every so often, um, cancel
1: it when you're done.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, if you do not want to pay monthly for the subscription service, um, In order to access the free trial, it does ask for your credit card information. If you do not want to pay for more than the 14 days, I would cancel that right away. Um, Or else it will start pulling out money monthly. But, and I'm going to put the hardy pants on for a second. uh, But, more than likely, you will be so enamored at the over 9,000 episodes of (laughs) anime dubbed in English that you probably will not want to get rid of that elite subscription. Honestly, is worth it. It really is. Um, but, and again, in terms of finding the DVD Blu-ray, you can probably find it on Right Stuff, on Amazon, through Funimation itself, or any of your local retailers that you typically buy your anime from. <laughs> That's really it. As we've been going on for almost, well, technically, in terms of the audio recording, we've been going on for almost two hours. But <laughs> But mind you... There have been we're a, gonna cut this down. Yeah, it's gonna be cut down because there have been a few points where um things happened.
1: Um, a Screaming was had. And and they... Moms were upset. Yeah,
0: <laughs> They involve um, a little show called Your Lie in April.
1: Time to go get Noah out of the basement. <laughs> I'll go get Noah from prison school.
0: <laughs> yes. Um,
1: Let's go pick up our son. Yeah,
0: because FYI, at the
1: time of... Yet he's older than us and has a son. He spawned another self. How does... He has two
0: spawns. Well, he, he's all, he almost has two spawns. The other one isn't born yet. Um, two and a half spawn. But yeah, the the, the thing in question, because um, at the time of recording this, the wonderful big announcement that we've been waiting for for uh, the dubcast of Your Line April has come out.
1: Fucking finally. Oh,
0: damn time. And to answer the question that everyone will probably ask in like five seconds, yes, we're going to do an episode of Dub Talk 4. That's why we're dragging Noah out of the basement. Noah out of
1: prison school.
0: Noah's coming out of the, the basement. Um, which will... It'll eventually go up. I don't know when. Um, so, as mentioned before in both the W Award episode and as well as the update video I recently posted on this channel, um, the next episode is going to be Snow White with the red hair. Uh, with myself, Megan, Hardy, and Katie coming along. Woo-hoo. And then after that, it's either going to be something else that we've been planning for a while or it's going to be all of those goddamn winter broadcast stuff.
1: <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that if I watch Prison School, we can get Hardy to watch Carnival and we can do the Carnival episode, finally.
0: Yeah, because as of right now, it's just you and I.
1: <laughs> for that. I one. would love to have Hardy do Carnival with us because I want to hear him get pissed about something. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So I guess it's time to go watch that. Trailer. <laughs>
0: it's time to go watch that. Your Line April trailer. Trailer.
1: Bye, kids. <laughs> Bye. Bye, naughty children.
0: Bye, guys. Um, I I guess if you like all this stuff, you can subscribe, subscribe here and shit. or things. And if you want to follow our shenanigans on Twitter, there our Twitter handles are in the description below. But if you don't want to look in the description. Cause either you're- I understand
1: baka <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, she is queen era 2 that's q u e e n i r a with the number 2 and i and none of you will ever figure out why no i except for lilac who knows i don't remember i think i told i don't think uh, you told me but um and, I, thought I, told and you. I am lilac anime review but the word review is spelled R-E-V-U-E i u e cuz twitter characters um and yeah if you want to follow our shenanigans on Twitter.
1: Our drunk Wednesdays. Oh, God.
0: Oh, double talk. Yeah, you can do so. Um, but yeah, that's it for us tonight. Because so we've been dragging this on forever and being interrupted by 20 million things. Like your line, April and Hardy, for some reason, wanting us to be his frickin' alarm. Arc.
1: So, night, night, sleep tight, and don't let the Eric Vails fight. Oh. Eric Vails fight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or
1: stab, or pimp, or make you turn tricks on the street. Or cry. Or cry. <laughs> I'm just gonna type that out. Night, night. Sleep type. Don't let the Eric Bales do one of the following.
0: <laughs> good night! Good night. Bye, guys. Have a good, good night. Night.
1: Oh, yeah, and that catchphrase of yours.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't normally put it in here, but otaku on, my friends. I thought you did! Not normally for the podcast, yeah. but everything else I do. Okay! <laughs> Whatever, bye! Alright! So oh.